Welcome to Girls Rules live from Balticon. I'm Viv, also known as Vivid Muse. I'm in various places on the internet, but I would like to have my glorious panelists introduce themselves, starting with this lovely lady right here. Hello, I'm Christiana Ellis. I'm a writer and podcaster, uh, probably best known for Nina Kimberly, The Merciless, and Space Casey. Woo! Space Casey, which is for sale right now. At yes, the, the uh, illustrated script and activity book, and we are down to the, we have less than five left. So, Ooh. don't leave yet to go get it though. <laughs> and what's your website? ChristianaEllis.com. And I'm M.A. from Pennsylvania, and I'm one of Viv's core girls. That's right. Hi, I'm Laura Burns. I'm an engineer in the day and a Parsec Awards person at night. I am a Moon Ranger Laura and Sci-Fi Laura on Twitter, and go to ParsecAwards.com to nominate awesome podcasts like this one for a Parsec Award. Aw. Yes. I am Jet Michelle. I am the third of the glorious trio of Girls Rules. <laughs> and I blog and do occasional voices for podcasts. Thank you, ladies. Now, if I can ask the audience, is there anyone here that has not really ever participated in any kind of the general categories? Or we're not talking Go Fish. Is there anybody that's not done like tabletop, computer gaming, console gaming? Do we need to cover what that all is? Y'all know, right? Y'all are some in- informed people, so we can just skip that paragraph. <laughs> Zach just gave me a look like, what? So I'm going to start by saying that my experience is predominantly console since I was a wee bairn, but um, lately I've moved away from that, and I spend most of my time o- almost exclusively in um, MMORPGs right now, Lord of the Rings Online, formerly City of Heroes. And I also love to have, like, gaming sessions, tabletop gaming sessions with friends, although I've not gone into like D&D and that kind of stuff yet. Can you lovely ladies please share the various game playing that you've done without going too deeply into specific titles? Sure. I do a lot of uh, video games both on uh, consoles. I currently have a a Wii and a PS3. Probably spend more time on the PS3 though. I also have um, a lot of games on the PC and some portable games on the DS and 3DS. Uh, I play some MMOs as well, and also I I go semi-regularly to a weekly board game night with a group of friends. Um, I predominantly am a mobile gaming person. On my iPad or on my iPhone, that's where I predominantly game. Um, I'm also a very big casual gamer with the big F word, Farmville. Um, but I also do play some MMORPGs such as World of Warcraft and Lord of the Rings Online. So and you and DS games in the Wii. Oh, well, DS so, games, yeah. mobile, yeah, anything I can carry with yeah. me and put in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I've played lots of games, lots of different places. I John has this wonderful story of when we were dating in his uh, hotel, his dorm room, and he had, I think it was Doom on his machine, and he put on all the cheat codes so that I was invincible and had all the weapons, <laughs> and he would just, boosh, immediately, <laughs> um, and just giggle. I don't do as much video gaming right now, but we do have pretty much all the platforms in our house, um, and I do play a lot on my iPhone if I have something I can play, or my iPad. Probably my favorite type of gaming right now is board games, tabletop board games, um, 
lots of fun with the inventive new titles. I really like the deck building games right now. And then uh, we also periodically do um, some role playing as well. I do a lot of primarily MMOs. I uh, subscribe to three. I do a lot of tabletop gaming weekly, uh, consoles. I've got a PlayStation and a Wii as well. I do handheld gaming. We've got the DS, DSIs that we've been doing throughout the con this weekend. So that's, um, that's me. Okay. For console and for computer gaming, which I know that you know, some of you aren't playing as much, do you typically prefer to play solo or as a gaming group or in a couple kind of thing? I play mostly solo just because when I do play multiplayer, um, I don't really like multiplayer with strangers. And so when I have, uh, you know, like a group of friends or people that I, I know playing multiplayer, that can be a lot of fun. But um, since that's sometimes hard to organize um, and I don't always make it a priority, I, I most of my video games uh, are single player, um, although the board games obviously are, you know, local, in-person multiplayer. Can I ask why you don't like to play with people that you don't know of in the in the games? Um, well, I I think. Uh, Is there, it, was there a bad experience? Or well, no, it's never been a bad experience so much as just uh, well, a lot of the the games where that's a big priority, like the shooters and everything, are not really my favorite kind of game anyway. And I feel like you know, it's the amount of time I would have to put into it to feel competitive is more than I want to spend playing those games. And so mostly it's kind of just a matter of when I do that, when I've tried it, I didn't really have fun because it seemed like, you know, everyone else was the are the people who play it six hours a day and, you know, can shoot me right away. <laughs> um, I like to play solo because basically I suck. <laughs> I admit it, I'm really not that good of a player, but I love to do it, which is why... I don't raid much in World of Warcraft. I usually do extreme soloing if I'm going to do anything or I have one other person that I know that I'll play with just because I feel like I'm holding everybody else back because I'm not as good as everybody else because I don't play as much. Gaming is very low on the priority, though it's important for me, but I have to take care of the kid and the husband and the house and the job first. So. And just to explain in case anybody here or later listening to the podcast doesn't know, raiding in WoW is considered PvP, which is player versus yes. player, where you are actively um, going and trying to whatever the, 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 um, the mission is against another person playing. It's not um, a game element or an avatar in the game that's created just for you to interact with. It's an actual person. Right. It, it's, it's sort of the far end of the scale that really requires not just two or three uh, other people, but usually, you know, five or more um, minimum uh, people in order to do raiding. If, if I'm playing a computer game or a console, I'm probably going solo just because I don't have enough time to play the game to do it very well. And so, I, again, I don't feel competitive. Uh, the question, actually, I'm going to push back at MA a little bit, though, is the example of like the Facebook games or the casual games, which you can almost not play by yourself to some extent. Right. Um, which is a different aspect of mm -hmm. playing with other people. 
Well, you're not playing, well, you're playing with other people. You play with people on your friends list, and I have a very strict policy of trying to not harass people that don't play Farmville. And <laughs> Debbie is pointing right at me, because most of the people find all that crap in their feed to be a pain in the neck. So I try very hard to make sure that they don't, but I do try to interact with them by going and helping out on their farm and plowing their things. But I, I like the time management aspect of it because, well, I made six million coins in Farmville if I could only make that in real money. <laughs> so, but no, I, mean, I don't mind doing that because it's not like you're interacting with them directly. You don't have to make an appointment and be there at 7 p.m on your farm to help them. It's on your time. You do it when you have a moment or right. a few or a couple of hours. So it's cooperative, but it's yeah. when it fits into your schedule. Yes. And that's why it's casual. It's not being mm -hmm. there where, you know, there's an appointment with my guild at 8 p.m. And if I'm late, they're not going to be able to start. So. Minus 50 DKP. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. It seems like you ladies are equating uh, lack of competition with sucking. Um, just because we're not competitive doesn't mean we're good players. I, I tend not to group with, with guys because I feel rushed, like, like I am holding them back. But it's because I like to set up properly, be sure of the target, find a good camp, things like that. And playing 18 hours a day doesn't make me any better. So. <laughs> That's a good point, and, and I would agree with that. I'm not a competitive player. Well, I'm, I'm not a competitive player either. I don't do PvP. I did it a few times, and it just kind of tweaks me out too much. I, 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 I'm not going to say it's a female thing. It may be more of a mom thing because I'm, like, always playing a healer. I'm always playing an empath or a minstrel in Lord of the Rings Online. I'm like a healer, a buffer. Let me make you more powerful. And so, you know, that's how it is for me, and I know that there are a lot of women out there that love PvP. I'm just not one of them. Well, what I was talking about more was the things like Call of Duty and that sort of thing where my experiences trying those sorts of multiplayer experiences are, all right, I'm, I'm, I've spawned, let's run around. Oh, oh okay, I'm dead. No well, okay, wait to spawn. All right, well, let's go. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah, okay, no and fun. so that's no fun. That's that's more what I was talking about. But one other thing I guess I, I had sort of forgot to mention is another reason I often prefer the single-player games is I really enjoy, you know, a story, a well-developed story in yeah. games, and frequently the multiplayer ones don't do that as well. It can't be as structured. That's exactly right. We we have um, regular groups that we play with in our, in our various MMOs, and... Um, if they've already run the storyline, then you feel kind of like, oh, well, I can't take my time with the story. And, you know, in Tolkien's world, you want to take your time with the story. And so you kind of miss some of those elements because you don't want to hold your team up as you're reading through the mission information, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, a different aspect of playing with other people and the time when I really like to play other people with other people is the party game aspect mm -hmm. of when, when you have people over your house specifically to... to hang out and to play games or whatever and so you're playing I, I cheated and I looked at your screen and it said Mario Kart for example is mm -hmm. is oh, yeah. that game is so much more fun when you're playing with lots of other people yeah. than when you're playing on your own absolutely um, and there's another a whole bunch of those genre of games that are just designed as party games to play with other people right yeah and that's exactly for example we have a little mini unofficial program here called the DS Breakfast where we get together and we usually play Mario Kart for about two hours in the morning at the con and it's fantastic and I yeah Zach knows 
I can trash talk with the best of them. <laughs> yep, yep. So, and it's not, and again, I'm more, in my MMOs, I'm, I'm not a competitive player. I would rather just go around and, con, you know, complete everything on my own and feel like I'm, um, you know, feel like I've accomplished something and I, I really want to find, you know, I'm really interested in the story up there in Northrend in WoW and everybody else wants to just get through to the end and I'm like... No, I want to see what happened. So does, so does everybody, does, do all of my panelists, including myself, enjoy cooperative play more than competitive play? Like pandemic, board game pandemic, oh, that if you haven't tried games. yet. Yeah. I, I, I like competitive play, too, if it's a style of game that I enjoy. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, yeah. That's, I swap between the two. Yeah. 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 Well, and I obviously Lotro, both, too. Yeah. There's competitive aspects mm -hmm. of it. I like playing games, and cooperative versus competitive really just depends for me on uh, do I feel like schooling my husband in Carcassonne today, or do I want to play a cooperative game? Or <laughs> and and so yeah. it, it's it's also how many players you have, what type of games we're in the mood and, for, and, and, and the people that are with you. Right. Some people can't handle the competitive. Yeah. Yeah. They if they it's almost and it, you know you could relate it to playing with your kids or relating it to people that aren't used to losing or haven't played games before. When they lose, they get upset, and it kind of like you don't want to give somebody, especially if it, they're just entering into the gaming world, especially to me if they're female, you don't want to kind of make it unpleasant and then they just don't want to do it again. So that's was actually something I was going to ask later is if there's anything that you guys do to kind of help. If you see somebody that you think would have fun in the games like Pandemic or, you know, Little Big Planet or anything like that that you would like is there anything that you do? Cuz for me it is. It's finding something that I think they'd have an interest in whether it's, you know, Zombie Dice, which is a really quick start game, but if you don't like zombies, you don't want to play it, but it's really fun. Or even something like Bananagrams, which is a really quick start version of Scrabble. And you can just say, okay, this is what you do. Five minutes later, you're playing. I mean, how many times have we taken zombie dice to people's house? We have addicts all across the country. It's immediate, immediate gameplay that's fun. Do you, do you have anything like that that you kind of, do you try to lure people into gaming or do you just let people do their thing? Well, I, I don't feel like I've ever tried to lure anyone into specific games. I've certainly invited them to game nights or social environments where gaming is going to take place, but I, I don't think I've ever tried getting people into any specific game. Yeah. I think I have worked on trying to get people into board games and coming to the board game nights, and I think the game that has been the most entry, lowest barrier to entry, um, is a game called Suro. It can be played with two to eight players, and it's at some level it's a very passive game because you're, you have your little figure and you start on the edge and you move it along these paths throughout the board. But then when you start getting t next to somebody else, your paths kind of like when someone else plays a card, it affects you too. And so you're trying to stay on the board as long as possible. So you can play it very passively, or you can be like John, who puts his character right next to the other one so that, that he can immediately aggressively and go attack someone. But it's, it's a, a game that takes like a whole five minutes to learn how to play, and it is a lot of fun, and it's pretty quick to play. How do you spell it? T-S-U-R-O. 
I usually go, if, if you live in Maryland at Savage Mill, there's a family game store. They have open gaming on Saturday nights. I've had my birthday party there and invited, basically, they have a public open gaming. I tell them I'm going to invite a lot of extra people this week and, and, and show up at the store. And um, they have, that is the game they have sold by far the most number of copies of because it's so easy. They can have a, a copy out on the table and show someone. And right. it's, it's moving away from the Monopoly, roll a dice, move yeah. along the board into the more complex abstract games and other things. But I think it's out of print right now, but they're working on doing a, a reissue of the game. <laughs> I, I, I've never had to, never tried to lure anyone into gaming. I just, I know girls that do it. As, as females, do you feel like you've ever been treated differently because of your gender, whether it's a tabletop or if you're playing in an MMO, do you typically play a male avatar or do you, you know, present yourself as male to avoid any kind of because there's the you know the whole oh yeah sure you're a real girl a, a guy in real life you know that's the typical thought on MMORPGs I had one really nasty incidence with somebody when they realized that I was a real female and kind of harassed me through different zones after that I just kind of was like okay I just played this a lot of guys play girl avatars it's no big deal did anybody ever have an incidence like that either tabletop anything like that um, I, I guess I've been pretty lucky. I've ne never really had any strong negative ex uh, experiences along those lines. I mean, I have occasionally, uh, you know, had people sort of briefly uh, say, you know, the, that whole thing about, you know, uh, you know, must be guy in real life, that sort of thing. But, um, I mean, it was never anything that lasted more than a few seconds. And so maybe I've just been lucky, but I've never really had problems with that. And you spent, you primarily, though, play with people that you know. Well, that's that's true. Uh, is when I'm interacting with other people in in multiplayer games, it's usually people I know. Yeah. I For a while, I spent a lot of time going out and soloing, and I would go and join other groups and stuff like that when Chooch couldn't play with me. So mm -hmm. I guess I was just more, I, I had a lot of exposure to that kind of stuff. How about you? Well, there was this time when I was on my blonde tune where this really perverted dwarf, dwarf followed me around and was like hitting on me and I just kind of went and killed stuff and ignored him. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I haven't really had any negative. That was just annoying. Yeah. Um, I have been known when I was um, gaming with somebody that I wasn't quite comfortable with. I did not use a female tune. I used male. Yeah. Um, I created male just for that. Um, and when I did play RPGs back in the day when I was in college, uh, the guys I played with never gave me any. They we, they played, they didn't give me any leeway at all. So, And I liked that. I was like, okay, I'm my cute little girl. I was the only girl in the party, and they still killed my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so. You want to skip? Okay. The band hammer is a powerful tool, and you should use it whenever possible. It's a slow-moving uh, tool at times. But pardon? Yeah, sometimes it takes a while for the band to. Well, no, take yeah, you've got you've got the band that you can request people be removed from the game, but you can also block them from speaking to you, which is uh, most helpful at times. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to not have too much of a problem. I've always played girl characters. Um, it's what I do. Yeah, I, part of the reason I had you skip, because you're more on topic with what they're talking about with MMORPGs. Well, no, and, I meant MMOs, tabletop but, also. Yeah, but um, 
the most of the people I've gamed with have already been either gamers or interested in gaming. I haven't had that. There was even a group at one of the places I used to work that at lunchtime would get together and, and play games in, in one of the um, larger offices or even one of the conference rooms. Never had any problems there. The only thing I can possibly think of is if we're out of, out of the area and we go into a gaming store, mm -hmm. sometimes it's, it's kind of like I don't exist. Yeah. Um, until I, and I can like, they're like, oh, there's a group woman there. And then that's, uh, they probably think, oh, there's a little girl there. Um, and then, or they think that you're yeah. waiting for your boyfriend, boyfriend or husband who's shopping. Yeah. And then, and then sometimes I start to drop comments about games and, oh, we played this and this, we didn't see that yet. And this is the expansion for so-and-so. And you kind of like little question marks start going up around people's brains, mm -hmm. um, that you actually know what you're talking about. Um, and you're not just there to pick up the, the latest version of Monopoly. Right. <laughs> Does, are there, oh, yes. I was just going to ask if there were questions. Yeah, yes. I've got a question kind of along with this. I play, um, there's this miniature game called Warhammer and Warhammer 40K. Right. I really love that game. And all of a sudden there's this, just this last weekend, opened up this new store. And I was so excited. And as I go there, and it's like, I'm the really the only woman there who's into it. Yeah. Sometimes I feel pretty uncomfortable there. Or <coughs> there's some random guys that would just start flirting with me and I'm like, I'm married. Well, <laughs> you know, a girl yeah. gamer yeah. is a dream to a guy gamer. Yeah. A, 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 a guy that loves games, if he can find someone that will not just tolerate, but actually participate. I want to be able to fit in there. It's just, I've, I don't know. It's something interesting. The miniature games and the heavy-duty war games, I do think, tend to be like the very detail-oriented and more male-oriented. Um, I'm not 100% sure why. I'm not personally very into those games, but I have noticed that trend, yeah. um, that, that that tends to be that way. Um, and I, the only advice... I, I mean, I grew up... Sorry, backing up... Um, Part of the reason that being in heavily male situations, for a long time, I didn't know how to deal with heavily female situations. Mm. Um, I was a physics major in college. <laughs> there are no other girls in my school that were <laughs> physics majors or math majors, which was my other major. So I kind of got used to it up to a point right. where... Um, a lot of my behaviors and mannerisms were used to because I was interacting with males all the time. And um, at one point I went on an internship and there were four female, well, three other females that were into high technology and I didn't know how to interact with them. Um, so I think if you are in a situation where you're, there's, you're around a lot of guys, Dealing with the flirting is just kind of like, I'm married, thanks, it's it's nice and all. Um, and then just not letting it get to you. Exactly. And at some level, if, if they start to, to push at you or, or give you leeway, if they start to give you leeway in the game, you just trounce them. And th they'll stop that pretty fast. Oh, she's just a girl, she doesn't know what she's doing, we'll play easy with her, bam, take yes. them down, knock take them out. Take them down. Teach them not to do that. And then otherwise, it, it's, it's just a mannerism kind of thing. And, it, and if it's like other customers, there's always the management to go to because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that having a bunch of 18-year-old guys with maybe six bucks in their pocket wandering around the store trying to figure out free demos and stuff they can get versus a paying customer that will return if treated with respect 
I think if you have a conversation with the management that that will help. They will hopefully see females coming in and, and ensure that there's more respect being given to you as is being given to the males. And if not, then you need to find another game store. Yeah. They don't get your money. Yeah. They don't get it. I just got to point out, you're very lucky because in years past in Games Workshop and other miniature stores, I've seen women get refusal of service just for being women. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, see, that's just dumb. I, yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's like, my business. I'm in a situation where I pull out, for some reason I had cash on me, pull out a wad of cash and I'm like, you don't want to serve women? Really? And and the thing is, there are times that I've, I've, I've read about it on forums and all sorts of things. Sometimes people will get refusal of service and then they have to come back when the owner's there. And sometimes it is the owner. But I uh, think things are starting to get better. With something like Games Workshop, Games Workshop is, mm -hmm. it's not just the owner, it's a, a corporation. Exactly. And, and if the owner is being a, a, obnoxious, then you can just go over. I mean, you can probably have his license pulled mm -hmm. if they keep doing stuff like that. Go to the Better Business Bureau, too, and, oh. and all of that. There's, I know how to be I know, I know. No doubt there. I guess I'm lucky because my favorite game store is owned by a woman. So she's got it all. You know, that's like, yeah. Yes. Some of us are old enough to have lived through a time that a black with cash in his or her pocket was refused service yep. routinely. Yes. What you need is to rent some buses and become freedom gamers. <laughs> <laughs> ladies. Yes. Gentlemen, right. you can carry our bags in our games. But ladies. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, I started D&D when it was first new, and it was a, not even AD&D, and on all the cons and, and all the groups I've ever been to, the only different treatment I got from the males was they might give me some extra items to protect me and things like that. And same with this, this guy who I ended up marrying, this girl that was trying to get interested in gaming, he made it really easy for her. Um, but we did have a situation in EverQuest a couple of years ago where there was a true misogynist on our server who would identify the women and offer to help them a power level, and within days, he would become very controlling. And if you defied him, he would start screaming at you and calling you names and things like that. It got to the point where we, I formed a secret women's channel so that we could keep track of where he was. Oh, very nice. So, so he was interesting. Very good. Move it over here now. <laughs> and uh, he eventually, I got him, I got him advantage for a different reason. Right on. Um, and we did have also, there's a guy on our server who is an admitted pedophile who's molesting a three-year-old baby. And when we petitioned, and we petitioned, we sent in screenshots, um, we were told that they couldn't do anything about it. Uh, he changed his name, but he's still there. Um, I, I don't even know what to say to that, because right now I just want to like set the building on fire. Uh, but, and I won't, that's not a terror threat. I, mean, I, I can't help but want, I mean, not to suggest that this isn't a very messed up individual, but it also could have been that they were making it up. But even still, even if they were only making it up, I would think that would violate the terms of use agreement for the game that you would have agreed to. And so them saying they can't do anything about it sounds... Like shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At this, um, let, me, oh, let me go ahead and take another question. Go ahead. I have two, but if you... No, go ahead. Okay. Um, I was just listening to what you were saying earlier about uh, raiding in World of Warcraft. Um, raiding with PvP is not typically the default term you probably hear when talking 
about like player versus player. Right. Um, mostly like let's go arena or let's go hit some battle rounds or whatever. The rating tends to be the 10 person groups or the 25 person groups that go in with a very difficult strategy to play uh, computer generated monsters in a dungeon or something. That has a collaborative element because every person in the raid has to contribute a particular role to be able to successfully defeat the monster. But there is a competitive element as well because a lot of times people will read the meters afterwards. Was I the best healer? Did I get hit off with better damage? Or right. Have any, have any of you tried any of that, or is that what you find in uh, in your experiences with MMORPGs, at least electronic ones? Well, I, I've I've done some like in I do play World of Warcraft, and and so. I, I belong to a guild, and so more often than not, when I do go into an instance, it's with people that are part of my guild, and so there's a lot more supportive type of atmosphere there. But um, I've also done some uh, pickup groups, too, and so I have certainly run into um, uh, groups that weren't, you know, good groups, and so I've... I've been kicked from a couple of groups because someone or other decided I wasn't doing a good enough job, and that's that's disappointing. But at the same time, I, I mean, at least in the context of this panel, I I don't think it had anything to do with me being a girl in that those specific incidences. It was more just a matter of them being jerks or or team <laughs> chemistry. It may have been people that team together all the time, and they've got a certain gameplay, and you weren't in on that. Yeah, so it, I mean, yeah. I mean, that was that was part of the reason why I don't do very many instances in WoW because I am not I'm not one to get a lot of DPS even though I play a hunter, um, you know, and I sometimes can't keep my pet under control because I forget to take aspect of the cheetah off, and then somebody will be like, "You dumbass, you're playing like a girl," and I'm like, "Okay, fine." I'm like, really? Okay, thanks for the compliment. Sass <laughs> right back. It's kind of like, really? Well, you're playing like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just that I, when playing, that is a that is a collaborative effort, and if I know that I'm not going to be up to snuff with the people in my guild because I don't do that very often. I don't have every single key mapped and every single attack mapped and coordinated out, I'm sitting there click, 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 because I don't know how to set up the macros. <laughs> so I don't want to be slower, and so I don't want to hold them back if they're going off to kill the Lich King. So. So Jet. Now I do, I do both. I do, um, I do PvP in, uh, excuse me, Battlegrounds. I'll do instances with raids, 10, 15, no, they don't do 15, 10, 20 man groups. Um, I've got my meters up, I'm paying attention, and I'll gloat every now and then if I'm in the top five. Why not? Sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so th there are a handful of really good top raiders in my guild, and in Rift I play PvP and PvE. Um, but there are, in, in WoW, there are a lot of girl gamers that are the top raiders in my guild. And I think my guild is in the top thousand in the US. Laura, did you have anything to add? No, I, I specifically have avoided MMO games mm -hmm. because first of all, I know what times of time I have available. Right. And two, I know that I will have no life ever again. Exactly. Yeah. So Been there. I've specifically, I mean, I've got enough 
um, that I've specifically tried to say, I'm not going to open that little Pandora's box. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's another reason why I don't do instances, because sometimes you can be running around in those things for an hour, and I'm like, I have to get the kid to bed, yeah. you know, and nobody's going to understand. I'm sorry, I have to go, you know, make lunches for tomorrow. So I would rather be able to do something on my time, and if I have, you know, 10 minutes to go in and farm some leather, then I can go in and do that. Or I can go in and do my auction house stuff. But, you know, I have to put the other stuff first. There, so. there, are, there are instances and, uh, that take days. Yeah. And sometimes those days in a week, you don't finish right. it. Right. And then they reset it mm -hmm. on Tuesdays, and then you're back to square one. I would like to take a moment, if I could, to introduce J.R. Blackwell, who in this male-dominated kind of world is a female game creator that has a game coming out in, later this year by Galilei. Galileo. Would you please stand up and, and, and just tell us what you want us to know about being a game creator? I'm J.R. Blackwell. I created a game that allows you to feel like you're inside a zombie movie. My game is called Shelter in Place, and it's a game of zombie horror where you play a human character or a zombie character in the zombie apocalypse. Um, I have been in the process of creating this game for two years. I've done a series of uh, test plays at conventions, um, one at an art event with an emptied out floor of a office building. Um, I've done it in hotels and in backyards, and over time I've developed this game um, where you can play a human or a zombie, um, and then halfway through you switch. So the game is played in three acts uh, with two rounds, and um, it's, it's, there's a lot of running around. There's, uh, um, and I wanted to create a game where that would be very easy for new gamers to play. That was a big... Uh, important thing for me to do. So there are very few stats. Um, um, conflicts are resolved very quickly. Um, the, you are either a uh, number one or a number two. And that's all you have to remember, is that you're a one or a two. Um, and it, it just makes it very easy to play and the game very, very fast. How much trouble did you have actually getting the game in front of the game companies. Well, uh, that I got. I got very lucky. Um, I went to conventions like DexCon and Dreamation, where I met publishers and gamers. And um, generally, indie games are self-published most of the of the time. Ninety percent of the time, creator-owned games are self-published, and that's what I intended to do early on. Um, but a publisher called Galileo Games found my game and they picked it up. I was really thanks. <laughs> I felt really lucky because I'm a feminist and Galileo Games is a feminist um, <laughs> publishing company. So I felt very lucky that I found, uh, they actually, in their publishing guidelines, um, they have a, a, a section that is specifically addressed towards uh, equality in gaming. Um, it's a feminist <laughs> statement Love it. about um, including um, character examples uh, need to be uh, both male and female in equal amounts, that um, uh, females cannot be in only passive roles, um, so that females have to be in active roles, um, that examples of gameplay have to include um, women as well as men. So that's that's been a, a big boon to me. And in fact, I don't think I could go with a publishing company that didn't have that kind of thing. Um, that's a very strong value for me. 
So yeah. So where can folks find the game? When exactly is it coming out? Do we have an yeah. exact date? Sure. Um, yeah. The the game is actually going to be available at Gen Con and DexCon, which um, is coming up very soon. So if you're going to be at that convention, so they're going to be available there. And then it's going to be coming out from Galileo Games uh, this October. So if you go to Indie Press Revolution, um, it will be there. Um, you can find updates about the game at GalileoGames.com or um, uh, shelterinplace.wordpress.com. So it's both those places. It's a shelter in place. Shelter in place. Yep. It was inspired because my workplace had me do a shelter in place drill. Um, <laughs> and uh, they talked about how we should lock ourselves in a room and duct tape the doors shut. And I thought, there's no way that this is for anything else. I mean, they said chemical spills. Ugh. But I was like, there's no way there's for anything else other than zombies. So, yeah. Um, well, I generally run the game for 10 to about 28 people. So, um, well, I, I could probably run the game for more, but I think it would, it would be, uh, that's a little tricky as a size. Um, What's the lower end? The lower end is 10. Yeah, five and five. Yeah. Um, generally, game sizes that I've run have been at about like 14 to 20 have been the game sizes I've run. They've been good. <laughs> Right, so it's actually both cooperative and PvP because um, you are team human or a team zombie. So um, humans have different characters that they can play. Um, generally, I make them pick them out of a hat. Um, <laughs> but um, you can play a construction worker, an engineer, a soldier if you're a human. But you're on team human. Um, and team zombie, they don't have specific characters. They're just zombies. Mm -hmm. um, they play as a team. They have that on their side. Um, humans actually have uh, goals that can sometimes be mm, counter to the group goals. Right. So, um, as you is know. frequently the case with humanity. <laughs> yes. So zombies have group group think on their side, um, but it's kind of fun because in the in the beginning, it's played like you're in a zombie movie. So at the beginning of the game, the uh, the humans are kind of strong. They're stronger, uh, and they sort of go down as time goes on. And then the the zombies just get stronger. So um, the humans have to really band together to survive. People aren't that good at that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've discovered this through running lots of games. Mm -hmm. But it can happen. It can happen. It's possible, but <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> Any other questions for Ms. Blackwell? Thank you, JR. Yeah. Galileo Games. So we do want to support Galileo Games. And of course, I would appreciate it if you supported Ms. Blackwell. Guess what? Come on, they're going to take over eventually. We may as well have all of our strategies in place. <laughs> Does anyone have any questions or comments or? Yes. Uh, I run a, a corp. It's sort of like a guild for EVE Online. Um, and I've managed to be one of the few organizations with more than one woman in our ranks. <laughs> and uh, I tried my best to make it as welcoming a place for female gamers as possible because mm -hmm. they're and in our case, one's just joined and she's very new and we're trying to train her, but the other two are extremely awesome at the game. We're a PvP group. They're badass. <laughs> <laughs> they are absolutely badass. Girls will go for the jugular, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just like boys will. Yeah. So I wonder if there's any, like, particularly to the MMO gamers, any sort of 
under the radar behaviors or ticks that sort of mm -hmm. annoy you that don't really get picked up by anyone else that would, you know, if they were addressed, to be even more comfortable in whatever group you're in? Mm -hmm. like, like, not the obvious stuff, but sort of like little things. I know uh, that in my situations, I've had the one bad instance. Otherwise, it's been, they just want a good player. And so if you can play the role that they think you're going to play, like in City of Heroes, if you're an empath, then you need to know how to do the healing and the buffing and the, and the boosting of the team's abilities. Um, same thing in Lotro, same thing in really any kind of game. And so I don't have anything like that, but the, the, we have a comment in the back on your question. Um, ask the other women that, that are already in the guild to inform you if there's a complaint. Um, if the player doesn't feel comfortable in bringing it to your attention, she, she's likely to have told a, a teammate about it. Very true. Mm -hmm. Very true. So, um, Very good advice. Nettie? I have one, and I'll make it specifically Could you, you speak louder? Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> and it's extra quiet for you. Hello. Um, Basically, uh, one of the things that ticks me off is when people come in and tell me how which skills to train now. And even though I may want some advice and help, uh, you know, don't tell me, okay, here are the books, do this, do that. I I'm sorry if I'm confusing people who don't play Eve. Um, <laughs> here are the books. <laughs> I'm not telling anything else because you're a PvPer and I'm staying far away from you. But, <laughs> but do you think that it's because you're female or just because they aren't aware of your skill set yet? Um, I've. In, in many games, I've had basically uh, people just automatically, I don't hide the fact that I'm female. Okay. Most of the games that I play have voiceover chat, yeah. like uh, Eve does in GDO and everything. Right. I know many women that refuse to speak on voiceover chat, and I've heard it when you, you start speaking in a pug and you hear, <sighs> Yeah, I won't. I won't. If, I, if I'm in a pickup group, I will not speak in and voice And then chat. I trounce them. Exactly. <laughs> I, I just don't want to. I just don't want to deal with that. But uh, one of the things that I've had is, you know, well, you need, uh, you know, you, you, in, in the fantasy games, it's like, well, you need this gear and you need to do these enhancements. And in Eve, it's, it's, oh, well, you don't have this. You're building it wrong. And yeah, it's, 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 it's condescending. And I know that sometimes uh, the guys are feeling like they're helping, but unless I ask you for that particular help. It really does sound like, aw, you're pretty. You can't play. Okay, here, I'm going to make your character for you because obviously you don't. And you just sit there and look pretty, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I do ask men for advice. Oh, I ask Oh, oh that's different. Asking for advice is different. Well, okay, that's absolutely correct. But if you're, if it's unsolicited, if you're playing a game, I mean, I don't, when I am playing a game with a guy, I don't then go, you're really handsome. You should do this and that and the other. I'm going to assume that he knows what he's doing, and I'm going to assume that he is comfortable in his physical appearance, and I'm not going to make a comment like that. That's my personal view. The only person I make a physical comment about is my husband, my kids, go brush your hair or anything like that. <laughs> I think I think I, I, it, there is absolutely nothing wrong with asking for advice. And if you're a girl, don't be afraid to ask for advice. If you're a boy, don't assume that you don't need advice. Yeah. I have a board gaming story. It's it's kind of related, but it isn't. So, but um, it now seems to work. Um, <laughs> we were. I went on a work trip to Germany. Uh, poor me, I know. And board games are, of course, huge in Germany. I mean, it's it's like 
the size of, of my friendly local gaming store is the, the gaming section in one department store in Germany. Problem is finding a game that you can play without knowing German. Oh. Um, but uh, so my husband came with me and we went to the store with some friends and, and one of them picked up, a, he's a gamer, and he picked up a board game. And so we pulled in another a work friend and so it was three, three men and myself playing this game. And we had the English rules and it, there, it, it was easy to play um, despite not knowing German. And so we're quiet. I, the guys are chit-chatting along, and I'm playing all my pieces. And then I, I start playing my pieces, trying to be nice to them slightly. Um, <laughs> at which point, they all realize that unless they band together, that I'm going to completely trounce them in this game. So for the rest of the game, and technically I didn't win, but I think since the fact of the game, they each talked through each one of their own specific moves together. <laughs> So that the three of that them wouldn't have me win. Yeah. <laughs> I figure I won in spirit. Exactly. So you scared those boys <laughs> into cooperating, and that's pretty serious. So, but so I mean, I kind of you, you run into to asshole behavior anywhere in the world, and you can Absolutely. run into good good behavior exactly. and, and have fun a lot of fun as well. Yeah. And there's also certainly. Uh, other girl gamers who can be assholes too. It's not oh, exclusively yeah. a male trait. <laughs> Do we have any other questions? Oh, yes, Julie. It's just, it's just an observation. I, I don't game online, but I do a lot of board games. And I've, I've just observed a similar behavior, e even a behavior in when uh, a difference in reaction to when the men win as opposed to when the women win or lose. You know, that there's just a. It's more serious if the guys lose to the like oh, female team. Then it's they're like depressed. It's like oh my god, how did this happen? Yeah. I and lost. I no, it's like, the table. Damn. Damn. All right, next round. Let's, let's go. Let's go. And the reaction I find is just so. Good. Well, you've wounded their male pride, <laughs> which we know for some men can be very fragile. My <laughs> uh, most used comment for situations like that is. Um, he's like, ha, ha I won. And I, or, or they'll ask me to duel them. And I say, you must mistake me for being a man. <laughs> well, and, and if it helps, I have two boys that we have raised to be gamers, as M.A. is doing yes. with her son. And uh, it doesn't matter what the game is. It could be Go Fish. It could be Zombie Dice. It could be Lord of the Rings Online or WoW. And it's one of those things, if there's a duel, don't be, don't be a whiner. Don't be a poor oh, yeah. sport. Because not only does it get around in reputation and people recognize your name and say, oh, it's a big baby, but it's just poor form. So you should be respectful, whether it's a male or a female. Just be cool and then let them have the fun that they want to have and you have the fun you want to have and just try not to, as Dave Slusher put it, what is it, harsh somebody else's groove or something like that? <laughs> I love Dave Slusher. But, um, and that's, that's pretty much how I'm trying to raise them. They do great gaming with girls. They are, you know, as good with girls as boys. So I think it actually, for the parents in the, in the room or the future parents in the room, whether you have male or female children, um, teaching them about respect in game, if they, you know, win, you try to teach them not to be disrespectful. And if, and if they lose, try to teach them to be graceful. I mean, that's really one of the greatest things that you can do for your child to help them do better in life, whether it's work, play, whatever. So does anyone else have ever had? I hope you're raising your boys to be good little feminists. Well, I try. <laughs> but the world is against me. <laughs> I tried and their jeans were against them. I have five sons. Go buy them some new jeans. Put them in dockers. Figure something out.
Change the jeans to khakis. Tough skins, yes, yes. Do we have any other comments? I know that we have an exciting event coming up. <laughs> so I think that's it. Thank everybody for coming. Thank you, especially my panelists. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Viv, for having me. Thank you. Thank you. So ladies, go out and go kick some ass, whoop some boys <laughs> behind, teach them to respect you and your estrogen. Okay? <laughs> For the horde. Thanks for listening to Girls Rules. You can find information, comment on episodes, and subscribe to the podcast at girlsrules.org. You can contact me by email at girlsrulespodcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 717-347-8537. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 license. You are free to make copies and share this podcast to your heart's content, just not modify or make money from it. Theme music is provided by Emma's Many, found on magnatune.com. <laughs>